You're listening to the 503 Report with Tim Reinerson and Andrew Wellborn, where America's voice is heard. Be sure to check out our website weekly as we bring Sacramento and the world to you at www.503report.com, where America's voice is heard. And now, it's live from the high desert in the Sierra Nevada mountains. It's the 503 Report, Northeastern California's original political talk show, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. And here's your host, Tim Reinertson. Thank you very much, Dan. Welcome back. It is Friday, our favorite day of the week, the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Ah, disenfranchised, as I was talking about on the first part of this show. And, of course, this morning, first of all, thank you, Chris Cole, for having us as a guest on your show, the morning show on KSUE 1240 and, of course, 93.3 this morning. It was a lot of fun. Disenfranchised and uh, the only choice between uh, a double standard candidate and another candidate as a result of uh, what we call the open primaries. And yes, it is the election season, folks. Yes, Tuesday's it. Let's get out and vote. If you haven't, get those absentees in if you haven't. And guess what? Tim, you, me, and the gang, Tuesday, we're going to be here. Election coverage is going to be a lot of fun. Hello, yeah. folks. Andrew Wellborn here on the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. And, of course, the podcast on iTunes, where America's voice is heard, Tim. And you know what? We have the newly ordained Sultan of Sacramento <laughs> with us. Our good friend Stan Statham has joined us Sultan in the studio Stan. today. Hey. Let me give you a funny, a, a nonfiction thing that happened on the assembly floor. I'm debating this legislator from Los Angeles. We became close friends. Democrat from down there. I'm a Republican from up here. And he's uh, telling me he's trying to kill my bill. And he's saying, Stan, I want you to know before I vote against your bill that I have great constituents for your constituents in Siskiyou and Tahoma counties. Oh, <laughs> and you're like, what? God. And then when it finally came to the close, the speaker said, Mr. Statham, you can close. I said, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mr. Roos, welcome to the California Assembly. I said, by the way, you like my constituents? I love yours. Those people in Los Angeles County are great. <laughs> and he apologized to me about six times. So, I mean, why would you not pronounce it Siskiyou? Well, because you're in the back 40. You've been disenfranchised. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, never, good. I never make fun of anybody who uh, misenunciates uh, words. I know I've got my history of— Texas, uh, baby, huh? Oh, boy. I mean, you know, we've got all kinds of misstated uh, words, five years' worth on the programs here, Tim. But anyways, you know, Tim, we got our sample ballot there here. There we do. We're looking at what's happening here. Of course, uh, the presidential race is the big one we're talking about. And one of the comments I did make earlier this morning, guys, is, uh, you know— who do you want? Do you want somebody who's going to be facing civil lawsuits throughout the term or basically federal prosecution? What's going to be best for the nation at this point? Who's the lesser of the two evils when it comes to voting for the presidency? Which one is going to fundamentally change this uh, great nation of ours for the better or for the worse? And that's what's on the line when it comes to voting between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. It really is. And uh, folks, you need to get out there and, and vote and get out there strong. Uh, Northeastern California always does that, but get out there and vote. There's a lot of things to talk about and a lot of things on the uh, ballots. All right. My disenfranchisement, as we mentioned, has to do with this second spot here on our official ballot guide, the United States Senator from the state of California. We have two choices, the uh, the double standard uh, Kamala Harris versus Loretta Sanchez, who's turned out to be the ultimate leftist. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe. I was very surprised that Loretta Sanchez was that far to the left. I mean, 
boy, I mean, she so far she makes uh, she makes Kamala Harris look uh, very, very uh, conservative uh, as far as some of those viewpoints. But the point I'm making, folks, is no, I'm not going to vote for either one. So what that means is I'm going to become part of the undervote up here, and um, I don't feel like I'm forced to choose. And uh, that's something that you need to think about, listeners, is uh, you're not forced to choose. If you don't like either one of them, just don't vote. Just show the voter drop-off when it comes to Lassen County rather than feel like you're forced to choose. One of them's going to win anyway, and we know that Kamala Harris is going to win anyway for the most part as far as all the polling goes. So, I mean, you don't have to join in that. You can just leave it blank, and it will, you know, go that way and it'll show a significant drop off if you want to show a message to sacramento you show a drop off like that you know they'll they'll see it they might not pay attention to it in the very beginning but eventually they're going to pay attention to voter drop off when it comes to constitutionally elected officials especially in 2018 because we're going to be under the same scenario i believe when it comes to our constitutional offices from the governor down so it's something to think about folks don't feel like you have to be inclined to actually vote for any of these individuals make sure you vote but realize that just because they say that these are your choices does not mean that you have to actually vote for those two absolutely and you're very well put to the point my friend absolutely of course united states representative doug lamafa our boy i tell you what yeah i'm going to support him ted Gaines, brian dolly now we got some local local guys up here you know we're looking at the lassen community college the governing board member of trustees you know mr purdy versus uh it looks like kitty uh edson you know i, I don't know of any controversy between mr purdy um, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if he's doing a terrible job. I mean, I haven't heard anything, but he's the incumbent. You guys know how I feel about incumbents. So, um, yep. uh, you know, pretty much that's what I'm looking at. Joseph Sheldon, and of course, Kenneth Holmes will be my choices for the Janesville Fire Protection. Elma, looks like Mr. Nagel and Mr. Hagataw, you know, those guys have got my support. And, of course, Mr. Dow, you know, currently, I don't know if there's any problems with Elma. I don't realize how, I don't understand how come I have. Because I'm not on Elmud, I'm on REA, yeah. so it's kind of interesting that I get to vote for those guys. But I like all these guys that I'm that I'm talking about. I know who they are, and I don't feel like that they're doing a terrible job. So hopefully, maybe the people of uh, Lassen County would think the same thing. And of course, uh, you know, we got a big supervisors race. A good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Gallagher, running for uh, for the county supervisors. I do not get to vote for him, but. Um, you know, on behalf of all my BU6 members out there, you know, I'd like to encourage the ones who uh, live in that district. Those would be the ones who voted for Mr. Paul Staddy and the ones who voted for Mr. Kevin Stafford to uh, take a look at Mr. Uh, Gallagher. I don't know Mr. Um, uh, DeMartin. DeMartin Prey. So it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact I know who Chris Gallagher is. And it's going to be important as we see the shift, the transition of California with Proposition 47. And this other one we're going to talk about, you know, I think we just need good, experienced law enforcement backgrounds to be able to make that adjustment. People will understand how to make that adjustment when it comes to enforcement practices within the community. And I think we're going to need that direction and that administrative experience that Mr. Gallagher offers with his past on our county board of supervisors. I think he will be an excellent choice. And you are absolutely correct because we are, are turning away the criminals uh, left and right here in California. And somebody with that kind of experience will be great for our community and our northeastern California. All right, Mr. Sultan, let's get to this. Proposition 51 is the big one right now. You're talking about $9 billion. $9 billion in bonds to build 
and, and refurbish existing structures for education. I don't know, folks. I'm looking at this. You know, we got a huge debt anyway. You know, it's going to cost a total of $17.6 billion by the time these bonds are paid for. Not $9 billion? No. We forget about the interest rate. Oh! Once again, we're trying to get in bed with those nasty Wall Streeters, you know, our unholy alliance or reliance on Wall Street, <laughs> you know, when it comes to funding things. You know, people get to vote for these things. The bond debt is put upon you, the listener, and then how many people get to just leave? How many Californians have voted for some of these leftist policies and this indebtedness and now have relocated out of the state? So you, Californians, are left holding the bag because people are irresponsible with their votes. Well, well people that are staying here are the ones that want those. That's, that's how I, I firmly believe that, Stan. I, I, uh, I'm Stan Saban. I endorse your comments. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, on the bond issues, which is a good example because the citizens, the voters of California, have been very generous for decades and decades and decades. We generally pass bonds. And why would you not vote for a bond for schools? Hmm. Uh, don't you like schools? Don't you like kids? That's how they spin it, Stan. Well, it, it's horrible. And so this year, it's likely that bond issue may go down because it creates so much debt. Hmm. When you don't talk about millions or billions, you talk about the T word. Yeah. And it's it's outrageous. California is grossly in debt. Well, we've only passed $146 billion in state bonds so <laughs> yeah. far. You know, We're only $400 billion in bond. What's another $9 billion? And uh, it's over the next 35, 40 years. What's another Holy nine? Holy moly. You know, we can just uh, we can just, just tax people yeah, and pay yeah, it off. Thank you. Absolutely. Proposition 52. Now, I'm going to take a few minutes here. Proposition 52 has come to my attention a little bit, and I've had a bunch of questions on Proposition 52. It sounds good. The Medi-Cal hospital fee program. It sounds great, Andrew. It sounds great. You know, you know, if I was on Medi-Cal um, and that's how my health care is paid for, it would sound great. And now, now here's the catch with this, guys. This is the way it works. There are fees that are imposed onto private hospitals by the legislature, and it's been going on, I believe, since, uh, what, 2009. So in 2009, if we recall, that was during our budget crunch, and we have all these problems. Look, we're, we're looking at about approximately 3 to $4 billion in California-required fees in order to receive matching funds of 3 to $4 billion from the federal government. Now, here's the question. You know, do, do, we, do we want to put a fee on a hospital to continue it in the Constitution of California for the purpose of paying a state tax budget obligation and defraud the federal government, <laughs> saying that we're <laughs> matching it out of our yeah. general fund, or so that the federal government matches it. Meantime, we all know that fees put on hospitals, but guess what, man, that, that, that falls upon you. So Medi-Cal, as we know, goes for the uninsured, the people who don't have insurance, and, 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 and the senior citizens sure. who are under Social Security and so forth. So it's funded through the state, and it's funded through the federal government with matching funds. But the problem I have with this is that the state is not funding its obligation, and there's a reason why. And the reason why is because the fees are on the hospital, which are passed on to you, the insured. So that cost factor, no matter what, costs you more every time you go in the hospital. Now, doctors are not employed with the hospitals. You know, for instance, our banner lasting up here, they're granted privilege to practice within the facility. Yep. So that's why you see doctors endorsing it. You know, you see the hospitals endorsing it because the hospitals want to lock in a fee so that the legislature can't come in and raise it more on you them. Bet. Once again, this was supposed to be a temporary basis. And once again, it's not going to be temporary. So we have a temporary fund that was established by the legislature since 2009 
that now is going to go into permanent status within the California Constitution. So hospitals realize, okay, it's going to pass, but they've got what they want, which is a constitutional requirement of a, of a, a, a large percentage of votes from the people in order to raise it. So it takes the power away from the legislature to raise it. But meantime, the state of California, in my opinion, is frauding the federal government. So it, when the federal government matches it, Okay, at that point in time, it puts another strain on the already existing $20 trillion in debt that the federal government has. So it seems like it's a good deal for us. And it's a great deal for the uninsured individuals out here in California. But long term, you know, the federal government has got to approve this in 2018 because that's when these temporary fees on hospitals are set to expire. So the question is, is will the federal government continue to allow this to happen the way it is. You know, the question is is are we really through 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 our through our general fund meeting our obligations um, based on the federal requirement. And so it's one of those slippery slopes where we say, is. yeah, we are, we are, we are. But let's face it, $3 billion, $4 billion coming out of the general fund, we all know that affects Proposition 98 and 111 when it comes to education funding. So this is for the kids, it's for the kids, <laughs> but at the same time, it's for the senior, the senior, and it's for the uninsured, uninsured. It's all about this sleight of hand this really, in my opinion, is questionable well, as far as being truthful to the federal government. Absolutely. Well, just four little words come to mind. What do doctors recommend? <laughs> so it's exactly right. It's like we're going to get a solution now and be in more than deep trouble later. And so it's all a matter of simple mathematics. You don't have to take algebra, geometry. Uh, we're getting in debt, and we're just piling it on. Going to solve all the people's problems all the all the time. I don't think we have to do that anymore. And that's why things are kind of changing. You may see that bond issue go down. Well, you see the the same language between fifty two and fifty five, and we'll get to fifty five here in a little bit. So it's inter. It's interacted. And so 52, 55, Proposition 98, and 111 are kind of, uh, they're aligned. And the question is, is Whoa. that a holy alliance <laughs> when it comes to government funding and the complications of our, uh, should we say, our budget? Now, 53, revenue bond statewide voter approval requires statewide approval for any projects above $2 billion. That sounds pretty reasonable, doesn't it? Sure does. I Take mean, it. You know, and it they comes, just can't give it to a crony. They got to go to the people. Yeah, I mean, you know, legislature doesn't just get to decide. And so, if it's over two billion dollars, then you have to have some type of substantial. That doesn't seem unreasonable at all to me. No, it doesn't. It's scaring Jerry Brown to death because he wants to build a couple of tunnels and he wants a, a bullet train going from here yeah. to everywhere, uh, and they those cost over two billion dollars. So he's going to have to get your vote and my vote to get that done. You know, I mean, pretty much that is what it is. Now, let's take a look at Proposition 54. 54, I got to tell you, folks, I love 54, and I got to I gotta tell you, it's it's a great thing for me. It makes things easier for me. But I like prop. I like me some Proposition 54, which prohibits the legislature from passing any bill unless it has been print and published on the Internet for at least 72 hours before the vote, except for, of course, in emergencies and stuff. Now, look, do you realize how tough it is to find this stuff? Yeah. You know, do you realize, I mean, this would be a time saver for me. Oh, my, man. My girl would be so happy if this passes. <laughs> I would have time to get the chores done because I'm not spending the time doing the research yeah. and all these other things. But, you know, it requires the legislature to make audiovisual recordings of all of its proceedings except closed session proceedings and post them on the Internet. Wonderful. What's wrong with that? Why is there so much opposition to that? Yeah. Wonderful. It's called transparency. It so is. that you have the opportunity to do what I do, folks, which is just go watch and look. And, of course, Proposition 55. 
Extension of Proposition 30. Once again, you know, Proposition 52 is going hand in hand with Proposition 55 because if 52 doesn't pass, then the general obligation from the general fund is going to be that three to four billion dollars, which is going to reduce the requirements on the Proposition 98 and 111. There's a reason why teachers and um, state employees are getting behind Proposition 52. And unfortunately, and I think it's a huge mistake that labor organizations and state employees out here are getting behind 55. Once Um, the state gets used to some money, it's never going to be unused to the money and they promised us they promised us it was just a temporary we all know it well the governor did too yeah and he got all the uh all sorts of teachers money and so forth to put gazillions of dollars to extend that tax you know they're talking about that same two billion dollars in reserve since it passed eight years ago (laughs) you know i'm sorry about four or five years ago i'm just you know i'm kind of being over dramatic there but you get the point folks these sunset clauses that we buy into never set i mean these clauses are just like a sun rises there's no setting it comes back up look at that sunset and really that's that's my opposition to this it's like you know we get bait and we switch and we've been complaining about governor jerry brown over the last budget cycles and we've been pointing it out on this show yeah. every budget where he's stacking stacking the budget to make it to where proposition 30 has got to be extended otherwise there would be such draconian cuts to the kids and to the children through education because of the proposition 98 and 1 11 requirements so here we are folks we're getting ready to pass a 123 billion dollar budget you, you heard me right, $123 billion budget. And that budget is not going to be able to pass. Those funds are not going to be allocated because they stacked it so hard, so high, that you got no choice but to pass 55 in order to keep all the children alive. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's bringing it to $250,000, which is not an exorbitant amount of money anymore, Stan. It's no, not like it was uh, 10 years ago or, or 15 years ago. And so those folks, and people are continually leaving the great state of California in droves because of taxes. If we only had those people here still paying their fair share of taxes, we wouldn't need silly things like this and these sunset clauses. Well, you know, when Governor Brown ran for his third term, and this will, he's in his fourth uh, term, uh, and uh, then we won't have him as governor anymore. He was the one that thought of this. He loved those words. California has a wall of debt, a wall of debt, a wall of debt. We have to get rid of that. Well, he's doing stuff that's uh, doing the opposite right now. You are so right. I mean, they, they talked about the necessity. You're absolutely correct. Proposition 30 to pay it off. What have we paid down? We've extended a budget to $115 billion during this Proposition 30 time period. Now we're looking at $123 billion because we've outspent it. And so we've got all these programs that are being overfunded, but that's the choices we get to make, folks. That's the choices you get to make. Guys like me, man, I can relocate 80 miles down the road when it comes to my established uh, a little bit sure. of, uh, you know, income that, that that we do. And so, you know, the question is, is how much longer are the people of California going to continue to fall down this rabbit hole and believe all of this uh, propaganda that's spewed out by the left when it comes to taking more and more money out of your pocket? They've been smoking uh, what they got on the proposition. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, I, th- I think people are angry enough that we're going to see a different trend, especially with these 17 ballot measures. And there's all sorts of stuff that a lot of special interests and people want passed. And I think it's at least half a dozen are going down and that will change the thoughts in Sacramento because they can't. It, it's like um, an example. Um, Gavin Newsom, who desperately wants Jerry Brown to stop using oxygen so he yes. can become governor. Uh, and he's all over two of these. The, sure uh, yeah, he's all over the marijuana ballots and so forth. And he wants uh, 
The gun uh, restraint, the gun, uh, the that, bullets. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He wants, uh, you know, outlaw guns uh, and uh, uh-huh. uh, while you're smoking. Yeah, absolutely. Well, proper says fit Light six. Up. Let's take a look at that tax. Here's the problem with this. Of course, I just don't like a tax. And, you know, vice taxes or just vice taxes. But what's interesting about Proposition 56, when you look at Proposition 52, there's, a, there's an exclusion, meaning that, you know, these funds are not designated as part of the revenue that Proposition 98, because 40% of every dollar new revenue, should we say, goes into education. Proposition 56 on this $2 increase for taxes does not have that, that uh, clause that restricts Proposition 98 from being able to tap into 40% of that revenue so that we can increase, increase, and increase. Now, look, folks, all I'm trying to do is say this: these are the facts. These are the facts that are in front of you. The, they're, they're clearly written in this voter guide, but you just got to take the time to take a look at them and, and, and maybe read a couple of them. But ultimately, we're the ones who get to uh, decide, and obviously we're the ones that reap what we sow. Now, Proposition 57, criminal sentence, parole, restructuring anyways do i need to no do i need to even get into that guys i mean how ridiculous are we going to be proposition 47 and of course when you see the governor's office touting and very proud about recidivism rate being down you know that's because proposition 47 has made everything that once upon a time was illegal no longer illegal. So, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're out on the wait streets, a minute, wait a minute. once upon a time doing what you were convicted and sent to, to, to prison for, and now you're still doing what you're doing, but you're no longer being sent to prison, of course, recidivism will work. And, of course, they tout that as far as rehabilitation. And now we understand that uh, Proposition 57 is, once again, Governor Jerry Brown, being weak on crime, just wanting to basically open the floodgates and allow everybody out of our prison system, regardless uh, of the safety of the people of California. Well, he is very weak on crime. Uh, it's unfortunate he doesn't spend more time controlling the weather, because I know he went to Paris uh, with uh, Barack Obama to do that. Uh, and uh, now that's why Los Angeles is against the law in Los Angeles to light a fireplace. Mm-hmm. And it might be a pretty good idea, because I remember Los Angeles... Uh, three or four decades ago, I'd go over the Tehachapi's, and all of a sudden, the sky's a different color. It was pretty ugly. But now we're trying to even change the weather. So I don't know. Government gets really unreasonable. they got to go into everything from uh, uh, transgenders to controlling the weather. There are certain things you've got to leave alone, but government just won't do it. Absolutely. Proposition 58, we all know what that one is, do we? No, we don't. English proficiency multi Lingual education initiative. You know, I mean, basically, this is, is, is designed to get rid of Proposition 227, which mandates that uh, in our state constitution that English is our official language to be taught in our school system. Look, I mean, look, look, look. If you want to, if you if you want to be educated in America, learn English. Um, Try to go down to Mexico as an American citizen and see how quick uh, you're going to have to learn Spanish in order to be in their school system. Um, any other nation out there. So, you know, for, for the um, you know, big concern is this. I mean, we have to put a mandate on individuals. We, we have to. Well, we don't have to. There's no official language in America. Well, yes, there is. It's called English. It is. And, um, you know, that's uh, what we're going to have to to demand. I mean, I, I know we see Tim Kaine out there speaking to everybody in Spanish in a presidential race, and George Bush did it first. But, you know, the, these kids have got to learn. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, look, if you go through the high school system and you're not learning English, 
then, you know, how are you going to be ready to go into college? Well, and I thought it was an embarrassing moment in the Trump campaign, frankly, when he did a, a five-second commercial. I've been in radio. I've been in TV. I didn't realize there was a five-second commercial. The commercial was a little music, but it's two words, and the second word was Trump. And in Muslim, he, uh, Trump learned to say the word vote. So whatever that is, oh, in wow. Muslim, vote Trump. And he did that in Muslim, going after the Muslim vote. Uh, no, English is the deal. Uh, try to learn it and try to use it properly. Well, now Proposition 59, the corporate's political spending, you know, the, uh, they just, that is just a, basically an advisory directive to the legislature. In our Constitution, we can do things like this. We can uh, put our legislature on notice that should this uh, come, you know, at the federal level, come to fruition, then this is the expectation of our legislators through the constitutional process yep. to be able to follow um, the will of the people. And, of course, you know, that's a huge no vote. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. And before we get to our Big, big break, man. Proposition 60. Yes, the fastest first 10 of 17 <laughs> initiatives out here in California. This one, really, I mean, adult films, condoms required uh, really? in our adult yeah. film industry. You know, you're not going to get uh, porn stars porn to stars. do or not do anything. I mean, why do you think <laughs> they're in that business to, be, to begin with? And so now the legislator, uh, legislature uh, is requiring that. I wrote a column on it. it it's... I was actually kind of embarrassed to write the column. Of course you're supposed to wear a column. First of all, you're not supposed to do what you're doing, so shut up and get out. Well, you know, they call them performers. Now, let, let me ask you something. What's the difference between these so-called performers and prostitutes and hookers on the streets? I don't know. Yeah. You know, you're still getting paid for the activity that you're performing, I guess. You know, so if, I mean. An activity of which I'm totally unfamiliar. What's yeah. next? I mean, are we going to like, uh, we're going to require prostitutes downtown San Francisco and L.A. and all these other towns. That's against Are we going to require them to carry condoms? And if they if we do a condom check, then, yeah. you know, we can upgrade the uh, level of penalty right. on them. That's but like, what really gets me on this, this is what the big concern is. And California is not, I mean, good Lord, people, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I'm not a moral majority kind of guy, but good Lord, we're talking about the, the, the concern of likely reduction in tax revenue because they're 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 scared that <laughs> Wait they, a minute. That's for the kids somewhere in there, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? You're not going to tell me that, are you? You know, yeah, your Proposition 98 is under threat because the porn industry could choose to, to operate outside of California and therefore we got no tax tax revenue oh. and then you know this is what gets me here i'm gonna read that i gotta read this right out of the voter <laughs> guy man i mean think about what i'm about to read guys i mean it's right here you can read it you know the other public uh, budget effects this measure could have other fiscal effects in california governments for example a reduction in employment in the adult film industry could result in minor increases in state or local costs for health and social services oh, are you kidding me when it comes to this. That's what the point I want to make, Oh, man. my goodness, Andrew. <laughs> and this one right here, one more, man. This one. Performers need to and deserve the same workplace safety and health protections that construction workers, farm workers, nurses, and millions of other California employees already enjoy. Vote yes on Proposition 60. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're putting these prostitutes at the same level as producing individuals. I mean, let's just keep real. Well, four that, other words know. come to mind. Viewer discretion <laughs> is advised. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Andrew, before we go to our break, you want to hit 61 real quick before we get into our break oh, at the top of the man. hour, 61, friend. man, the fastest, man. 18 propositions here in an hour. Boy, I tell you what. Yeah, state prescription drug purchases, pricing standards. Based 
basically prohibiting state agencies from buying any prescription drug from a drug manufacturer at any price over the lowest price paid for by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Now, look, guys, uh, you know, it's got all kinds of unintended consequences on that. Seems like a great idea, right? But, um, you know, the reason that the veterans receive those at a reduced rate is because we pay more for them. And when it comes to uh, the profit, and I know when you read the body of this proposition, they deem drug and pharmaceutical companies as evil as Wall Streeters. But, you know, these guys got to make profits. Millions of people are, their jobs rely on this. I mean, you know, pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies, you know, Wall Street employs so many people in America. And we're just vilifying America when it comes to good paying jobs and opportunities. So, yeah, I'm going to probably vote no on that one, you know, because I just uh, I don't know if you can make that mandate a requirement. And I just don't want to be stuck. Uh, I don't want to cause the veterans to have to pay more because uh, of this requirement. And that, you know darn well that's what they'll do. If they're required to give it to the same price as veterans, they're just going to raise the price on veterans. It's like everything else that they're going to do. It's all about that bottom line. You're absolutely correct on there. We're going to have another, an extended portion here on the 503 report uh, coming up. So uh, be listening for that. It'll be coming up We're at the top of the hour. We're going to have our break for our news in there, like we always do at 1 o'clock, where we traditionally end our show. We're going to have another uh, quarter hour, 15 minutes uh, with Stan Statham and Andrew Walborn, you truly Tim Reinerson in here because we have a lot to talk about. The fastest uh, 18 propositions in under an hour. Andrew is trying to break that record. He's doing a great <laughs> job on that right now, and we are going to continue on with that until the quarter past the hour. So, folks, uh, keep those texts coming in. We will try and get to those if you can, but we have a lot to talk about. We're trying to get out there as much as we can to all of our listeners out there as much as we can. It's very important to go through this. Um, We try to make it as simple as we can to try and not confuse you because a lot of these are very confusing. And, boy, do we have some big propositions coming up right after the top of the hour. Catch us on iTunes. Pretty simple. You can go to Podcast Attic. Subscribe to the 503 Report, and you can catch five years' worth of shows there. You can also catch us weekends, 7 o'clock on Saturday, Sundays at 7.30. You can catch us there. as well. About a half hour after the show, you can catch a rebroadcast as well. You're listening to KSUE Susanville, the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to Live from the high desert in the Sierra Nevada mountains, it's the 503 Report, Northeastern California's original political talk show, bringing Sacramento and the world to you. And here's your host, Tim Reinertz. Thank you very much, Stan. Welcome back, everybody. It is Friday, an extended portion of our 10 minutes of the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento <laughs> and the world to you. No, we're not done. <laughs> we just did 11 initiatives that are facing you guys out there in California. Yes, we got six more to go. We got limited amount of time, so let's just get there. Hello, folks. Andrew Wellborn here. 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you, podcasting on iTunes, where America's voice 
is heard. All right, guys, let's pick up where we left off. We still have Proposition 62, which is the death penalty. They want to repeal the death penalty. I think that we uh, were pretty extensive this morning on the yes. morning show about the positions on that. So it's up to you, folks. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, we have another proposition we're going to get to that hopefully could expedite that. But the big one is 63, man. We're talking about the firearms ammunition sales. It's ridiculous to require me a license to go out there and buy ammunition. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then you, they want to require people who have uh, large capacity magazines. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I mean, how are they going to enforce that? I mean, when it comes to that, I mean, yeah, we're laughing up here in Northeastern California at Southern California for expecting that. Once again, another infringement on the right that is going to give credence to the Northern California movement. And uh, I just think 2018 is going to start. Proposition 64, marijuana legalization. I think everybody knows my position on that. Of course, I'm not going to support 64. But however, um, when it comes down to this, if it does pass, I think that there's a there's a compromise in this piece of um, uh, in, in this initiative, should we say, that the Lassen County Board of Supervisors can look at as far as uh, applying to uh, the medical marijuana needs of individuals up here in order to split the baby, as we say, and to be able to compromise that out. And I think that it's, a, it's not a bad compromise. they got a plant limit and, an, and a possession amount. Let's face it, folks, when we talk about medicinable, I mean, what doctor out there is going to give you unlimited use uh, to opiates and to uh, other uh, Vicodin and stuff like that? So at some point in time, there needs to be some type of regulation on how much you can possess. And, you know, for somebody to say, well, my doctor this. No, no doctor is going to overprescribe something without any type of accountability. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. All right, now it's 65 and 67. That's the plastic carryout. I'm just going to, uh, well, look, what do you want, folks? You want dead trees or dead critters? I mean, let's just face it. You're going to kill trees to make plastic, I'm sorry, paper paper bags? Or we're going to have plastic bags that every now and then a critter's going to eat and die from, and we're going to be horrified when we see that plastic out of their throat. Okay, so we've gone over just about all of them. This one's the big one, is the Proposition 66, which is designed to expedite, expedite, the death penalty process, meaning that basically we execute them sooner. Yes, as we were talking about earlier today, we did it with the federal government. It took five years with Timothy McVeigh after he waived every right out there. So, I mean, is it unreasonable for us to expect the California Supreme Court to review these cases very quickly so that we can expedite the death penalty? So this one's going to be very, very important, folks. You know, every, every so if, you, you're, if, you're yeah. thinking, if you're thinking out there, folks, that as one of the callers talked about this morning about his 21 year old son so if you're a young person that says you're going to vote in favor of repealing the death penalty because why pay the money look give it a chance here with maybe the ability to expedite it so that we have an opportunity to expedite the sentences rather than just repealing it all out you know whenever i think of uh, uh, the death penalty uh, or a gun control of any kind uh, I think of one of my favorite governors who once ran against Jerry Brown, that's Governor George Duke Mason from uh, Long Beach. He was very good with the prison system, and he was very good uh, with, uh, well, I've just thrown a blank, Reno. He was yeah. very good with a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we called him the Duke. And he's very reasonable, and he's a moderate Republican that got a lot of things done in a short period. Matter of fact, uh, he signed into law one of my bills that allowed seniors 
to uh, go into fields and collect product that had not been harvested if there was anything left over. Because, you know, Safeway only gets the uh, the perfect uh, yes. uh, apples and sure. all that. And, and so my bill allowed it to go back in. It was called the Brown Bag Act. And so as I, sat, as I stood behind Governor Jerry Brown, I said, Governor, they'd like to take a picture while you sign this into law. And he looked at it, and it said, he just got through running against Jerry Brown. And he said, he looked up at me, he said, you're kidding me, Stan. You want me to stand the... Sign something that says Brown on it. <laughs> he so, was very good toward law enforcement, especially in the field that we are in right now. Yeah. Prison expansion was huge under uh, uh, Governor Duke, Duke Major. But he couldn't get anything done much in Los Angeles County. But he had well, the same couldn't. same. Gee, problem, imagine that. Yeah, he yeah. So he had a, a wonderful, wonderful governor, and he just turned eighty years old. All right. Well, you know, let's take a recap real quick. Proposition 51, looks like the California Republican Party is saying yes, and that's uh, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, that, that definitely that well, is like Andrew. a no for school bonds. We don't yep. need, you know, for a party advocating about the wall of debt out here in California, I'm kind of surprised. Yep. Proposition 52, they're saying yes once again, you know, in order to, uh, you know, defraud the federal government just a little bit, I think, eventually. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if the federal government is going to buy into that or do they care just as long as the funds are matched. I get that. Proposition Position 53, the California Republican Party, says vote yes on. That's the revenue bonds uh, for the approval for $2 billion. I agree with that one. Proposition 54, uh, as far as the uh, proceedings, the 72 hours, um, yeah, they're going to say yes. Proposition 55, it's not surprising that the California Republican Party is going to say no. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, how do you say no on 55, but yes on 52? I just don't get it. But, you know, a little controversy there, I think. And, of course, 56 Cigarette tax, California Republican Party says no. Proposition 57, yep. criminal citizen, guess what they say? No, yep. as they should. And then Proposition 58, for the English uh, language, uh, yes, they say no also. Proposition 60, they say no for condoms. Huh? <laughs> Conservatives say no for condoms. Huh? I wonder why. <laughs> Proposition 61, state prescriptions. At the standards of uh, Veterans Affairs, they say no. Proposition 62, the death penalty, they say no. Proposition 63, the firearms ammunition, they say no. Nope. Proposition 64, marijuana legalization, they say no. 65, carry out bags, they say yes. Huh, okay, well, I guess they want, I guess that's good for the timber industry. Yeah. Proposition 66, the death penalty procedures, they say yes. And then plastic bag veto referendum, they say no. So that's pretty much what the California Republican Party is on these initiatives. You know, I had a difficult t time myself personally on paper and plastic uh, as uh, to stay in shape and to something I really enjoy as I modify my forest, which is 20 acres. Uh, you know, I'm occasionally seeing a, uh, so I, I burn a lot of wood, but I occasionally see one of those plastic bags come blowing through the uh, forest. Yeah. And they're, they're very handy and they're reusable, but they're a drag. And so I had difficulty myself voting on paper or plastic, and I don't want to be too political but I could actually see myself supporting both sides. You know, it's interesting because one of the stronger labor organizations, California Correctional Peace Officers Association, has put out their recommendations. 51, they say yes. 52, they say yes. That's because they have a, kind of like an alliance with the California Teachers Association. 53, they say no. 55, they say yes. 59, they say no. 61, they say no. 62, of course, they say no. And then 66, they say no. Yes, so it's interesting to watch the dynamics between political parties and, of course, political organizations. And so no matter what, folks, no matter what, you know, um, you get to decide. It's right there in front of you. Get out and vote. It's a very big election. Lots of stuff are in front of you. Hopefully we've taken the appropriate amount of time over the last two shows that we've done. Um, 
here on the 503 Report, last couple shows, and of course the morning show, to have uh, maybe informed and explained some of the minor details that are going to be major when it comes to how they are implemented on you in California for the rest of your life. Hopefully we have not uh, confused you and we've helped undo that process just a little bit, Andrew. All right, folks, now time for my favorite book. It comes from Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. God bless you, America, especially out there in the voter polls. All right, calling upon Governor Jerry Brown to always abolish that nasty organization known as the Office of Inspector General so that we can thank all the men and women who go to work every day working the toughest people state, format of duty, so that you, our listener, up and down the great state of California and across this nation, can be safe. The 503 Report bringing Sacramento and the world to you. Heard every Friday right after the news on 1240 KS. We want to thank Sierra Broadcasting Company and Rod Chambers for allowing us to go on the morning show this morning on uh, KSU and 93JDX. And as well as having that extra 15 minutes with our good friend Stan Statham, we can't thank you enough for being here as well. About 20 minutes after the show, you can catch a rebroadcast if you'd like to. If you're still a little bit confused, I know we went kind of fast, but you can catch us on there as well. And it's pretty simple. It's lined out pretty good in your uh, sample ballots. And so make sure, folks, the most important thing is to get out there and turn in your absentee ballots or get out there Tuesday. Polls close at 7 and make sure, 8 o'clock, excuse me, get out there and vote. That's the most important thing that we do as adults other than raising our children. Make sure you get out there and vote. Have a great weekend, everybody. Remember, we are all born free. Hello, America. Let me thank you for. Time.